Welcome to the Dragons Not Included podcast, an actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast where we will be playing Pathfinder 1st Edition, published by Peso. They're currently on a 2nd edition version of the game. Links to find those will be in the show notes. As for the campaign, we're going to be playing an adventure path that I've really wanted to run for quite a while now, called Wrath of the Righteous. But I'd like you all to keep in mind that this will be our version of Wrath of the Righteous, so things might change based on what the characters do. I'll probably add in a few more things to work on what they want. This is also an excuse for any rules mistakes we make. So, let's introduce our cast. My name is Steven. I've been playing tabletop role-playing games for about five years now. I mainly play Pathfinder, Starfinder, D&D, played some Cyberpunk 2020, some Doctor Who, and lots of other weird D6 systems. Pathfinder's still my favourite, though. I'm currently running a game of Rise of the Rune Lords and a game of Hell's Rebels for my friends at home. Any of you that are listening to the podcast, just know that you guys are awesome. I'm Joe, and um, Stephen just called me awesome, so that's great. Um, I have been playing for 10, 12-ish years. Uh, started on uh, 3.5 edition, well, technically basic edition, if you count that one game where I got thrown into a pit and we didn't have a rope and I just died. <laughs> but apart from that, I um, I've been doing quite well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how this goes. Ah, well, hello, I'm David. Uh, I've been playing uh, role-playing games in general for about three years, so feeling like a little bit of a pleb amongst these people who've actually been doing it for a good while. Uh, I've, I've played mostly Pathfinder, a little bit of D&D, uh, and I am in Steven's Starfinder game. That's uh, pretty much the summation of everything I've ever done. <laughs> Just like in my life, there's 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 nothing else worth noting. <laughs> well, after that joyous introduction, hello, um, I'm Rowan. I've been playing um, about three years. Again, mostly Pathfinder. Uh, Pathfinder's the first system that I started on. Uh, Stephen also called me awesome, and I'm very happy about that because Stephen's not usually very nice to me, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Slander. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've played mostly Pathfinder, a bit of Starfinder. Um, I've DM'd once myself, um, but I much prefer being a player, and I'm very excited to be in this game. Hello, my name's Dan. I feel like the old man here because I've been playing games roughly between, God, it would be between 15 to 18 years now. Um, I have run and played far more games than any human should probably do. <laughs> um, I'm very excited to be here. Um, Pathfinder is not a game I've actually had a lot of uh, opportunity to play. Uh, so I'll be forgetting every possible rule at every possible situation um but i'll be here to entertain you at least hell yeah just like normal we all forget <laughs> oh god yeah i am notorious for that so in summation uh, old man yells at d20 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, I've, oh god, I've been, this is one of these um adventure paths that's been on the back burner for me i'm really looking forward to running it and uh, so much New dice! Ooh, new dice! Fancy! Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love um, it's Q, yeah, Q Workshop. They do the best dice. I got you uh, some for your birthday, I think, Joe, the Hell's Rebels ones. Yeah, yeah so on, beautiful. On. I've got them right in front of me right now, actually. Hashtag oh, non, not spawn. But Q oh, Dice, if you do want to sponsor us, please reach out. Oh, no, I'll just show them. Anyway, they're really nice. Like, I got some uh, dice that have. I think I get like an extra D8 instead of a D10, and they just sent me a bunch of blanks off it. That's nice of them. And if anyone yes, does want to sponsor us, just, just contact us. We're not picky. If you are up well, in the middle of Sweden, we're here for you. <laughs> Cue all of the Swedish bar sponsorships rolling in. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, now that's out of the way, roll credits. <laughs> credits. At the dawn of the Age of Lost Omens, a terrible abyssal rift opened on the face of Galarian, which became known as the World Womb. In response, the Church of Iomedae called a crusade to combat the demonic forces and aided the kingdom of Mendev and Sarkoris in pushing back the borders of the World Womb. When a second wave of demons erupted from the World Womb and decimated the kingdom of Sarkoris, 
the Second Crusade was unable to save the besieged kingdom. Instead, they created the Wardstones to contain the demonic horde. Decades of corruption and the horrors of the world wound weighed heavily on the crusading armies, and when the Third Crusade was called, it was consumed by infighting and self-destructive witch hunts, and collapsed under its own corrupt weight. As the power of the world wound grew, it attracted the attention of the powerful Baylor, Coram Zaid, who succeeded in cracking the Wardstone of Kenebris. The fourth and longest crusade was called in response, but now it has ended from exhaustion and low morale. With the fifth crusade on the horizon, the only thing protecting Galarian from the forces of the world wound is the wrath of the righteous. Our story begins in the year 4713 Absalom Reckoning, in the Mendivian city of Canabres. It is the city of glory, but not one of spotless virtue, home to hundreds of glorious crusaders from all over Galarian, but darkened by a history of witch hunts and dogma. Though with the Wardstones holding back the horrors of the whirlwind, its citizens live in relative safety and happiness. Today is a holy day for the goddess of Iomedes Faithful and all of the citizens of Canabres, the festival of Armas. It is traditionally a day where crusaders and scholars come together and train the common folk in the ways of fighting demons, though in more recent years it has evolved to include jousts, duels, and displays of magical prowess. And with this we move to the bustling crowds gathered in the shade of the Cathedral of St. Cledwell. Small tents and market stalls are set up, and in one tent a man stands, slightly rotund, a thick bristly moustache, a parchment in his hand going, Those of you for the joust, step forward, yes! You, you, good sir, you look like you have a strong arm that could take the head off of a babel in one clean swing. And he points to a man standing in the crowd. Elden, would you like to introduce your character? Oh, fantastic. Uh, yes, tis I, Elden Aegis. Uh, Elden is a uh, relatively young and healthy-looking uh, man of, of tall and grand stature. Uh, he has blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh, his hair is cut to a short, almost sort of a military crop. Um, uh, and it's it's very clear from the way he carries himself, and also the huge ass crest uh, that he wears on his tabard that he is a devout follower of Iomade. Who me? Yes, you step forward. I bet you would be a well chanced winner in our tournament coming up today. The young faithful of Iomade will often prove themselves on this before they prove themselves in the crusade. A tournament, a chance to prove myself. How wonderful! I would love to assign myself to such a task. Please just sign up here, and we'll call you out later. Uh, he Elden, offers you the scroll of parchment. Elden literally just walks up so quickly, takes that parchment, and signs anything he needs to sign. Ah, very good, very good. Uh, is there anybody else among you who would like to get into Joust? And a woman pushes her way forward towards him through the crowd. Istra, would you like to describe your character? <laughs> so... Istra is a, I'd, I'd say fairly tall, I mean five foot eight compared to me, she's definitely tall. Um, definitely human, 100% human, nothing about her looks non-human. The horn she's wearing is clearly part of a headband that she's wearing, and I don't know why you'd ever confuse them for part of her body. Uh, she has deep red hair, fairly tan skin, uh, and she's quite muscular, and she's also... Um, I imagine standing out quite a bit, considering the fact she's covered in furs and leathers. Uh, and she's pushing her way forward through the crowd and going, Jousting? Fighting? Is this... Can I just write? Can I just write my name? Can I do this? Oh! And Kellid, I see. Well, yes, sign up, sign up. It's great to see Mendevian Steel face the tribal might of the Kellids. This will be a very interesting battle indeed. Please just sign right here. Uh, she'll push Elden aside and immediately write her name in a ah. very rough scroll. <laughs> well, here's to meeting you later. I can't wait to crush you in the heat of battle. Uh, okay. 
Wonderful. She'll give you a slap on the back and then walk off. Ow. Putting this scene aside, we pan over now to a busy library. Scholars and priests stand about bustling, arguing and debating the knowledge of the outer planes and the correct combination of prayers and blessings to keep demons at bay. And amongst this bustling crowd, listening intently and adding his own spin every now and then, a dwarven man, Hans, would you like to describe your character? Oh, hello. My name is Hans. I'm a very simple dwarf. I, I like simple, but I do wear a nice hat. I have a nice robe that's made of some very fine gold lining with some bright orange in it. And I have a very beautiful symbol of a lesser known god, Drangvit, around my neck. These other scholars are quite lovely and wonderful to let me sit and talk. Being the observant uh, sort, Hans, you are just listening intently, happily enjoying conversation, but you do notice that someone sort of on the edge, the periphery of this group, not really talking and joining in, but intently listening. You don't really clock them as anything out of the ordinary, but you have your eye on them. Uh, Scrutiny, would you like to describe your character? Scrutiny lays against a bookshelf. An ear pricked, ready to listen in on this conversation. His crimson skin and black combed hair flows with the curvature of his horns. His yellow eyes dart from place to place. And a sharp, chinned, slender body lies somewhat relaxed. Bulked out by an elaborate coat that, though well cared for, has evidently been exposed to the elements. A pointed tail, though, sways from side to side, like a cat on alert. Yeah, you've been here, sir, a few minutes now, just keeping an eye on things in the way you like to do scrutiny. But as the conversation draws on, the bells of the Temple of St. Cladwell ring out, marking noon, the time for the Armas Festival to begin. And as the group starts shuffling out, Hans, you are unfortunately bumped over into this tiefling fellow. But I'm so sorry. Before you can trip, you're caught by someone. Oh, uh, hello. A tall humanoid woman with beautiful features, bright blue glistening eyes, long flowing silver hair. You should be careful there, citizen. You could have fallen. Thank you, madam. Now please, you and your friends should continue to the festival. Oh, all right. Uh, I'd uh, watch your step, dwarf. Uh, oh, uh, thank you, madam. I'm so sorry, my tiefling friend. Um, m- my name's Han, by the way. Uh, yourself? Scrutiny. It's an interesting name. What would you care for a drink? Enjoy the thing. I could do with some companionship today. Very well. Wonder. I do have a light for a pipe. So I pull out a big-ass pipe. The bustling crowds gathered in Clipwell Plaza full quiet as an aged Inquisitor clad in shining resplendent armour emblazoned with the holy symbol of Iomade takes the stage in front of the cathedral. Lord Herlan, the leader of Canabres, has arrived to give his blessings for the festival. He looks over the assembled populace of Canabres and clears his throat. <clears throat> but before he has the chance to speak, a bright light shines from the west as if the sun was rising from the wrong direction, casting a distorted shadow of Herlan across the cathedral's face. The light is so bright you have to move your hands to cover your eyes from the glare. A moment later, the sound of a thunderous explosion echoes through the air and earth, along with a violent tremor almost knocking all of you to your feet. As you catch yourselves, the glare subsides and you look to the west, the fortress known as the Kite, the location of Canabras's wardstone has vanished. In its place, a brilliant plume of red fire, lightning, and smoke erupts into the heavens. Standing away from the crowd, you see the beautiful silver-haired woman from earlier. She looks at the sky and lets out a powerful roar. Moments later, she rises from the crowd in her true form as Canabras's greatest guardian, the ancient silver dragon, Terendelev. Descending from above, Another form appears, as nightmarish as the dragon's was breathtaking. Humanoid shape, three times the size of any man, with skin coated in fire and lightning, gripping a flaming sword in one hand and a flaming whip in the other. Koram Zaid, the Storm King of the Whirlwind, 
has come to Kenebris. He looks down and proclaims, <laughs> Kenebris, this is your reckoning. He swings his flaming whip into the crowd, cutting down a dozen fleeing citizens in one fell sweep. The flames burn so pure powerfully, you can feel the blistering heat from where you stand. With another tremendous roar, Terendalev leaps at the Storm King. As the dragon and Baylor Lord crash above, the ground continues to shake. Fissures start to open in the earth below you, disgorging a demonic horde on the streets of Kenebris. Elden, before your eyes, you see horned skeletal figures wielding wicked spears crawl up from beneath the surface, each covered in a slimy blood-red ichor, causing the ground to sizzle and corrode as it drips from their bodies. Civilians fall one by one on their spears as they begin to advance. Great inheritor! Everyone, run for the gates! Uh, as, as Elden draws his longsword and shield and readies to mount whatever pitiful defense he can. <laughs> Hans, you're thrown from your feet by the periphery of an arcane shockwave. The unfortunate souls closer to the blast than yourself are turned to gory viscera in an instant. A hulking, corpulent humanoid figure with the head of a boar watches over the grisly scene and laughs. <laughs> Oh no, such a fascinating side of history and think I'm on the front lines, he says, pulling out a quill and some paper and starts making notes <laughs> looking around. <laughs> no other dwarf has been this close to hell. <laughs> he says that looking actually kind of concerned at that point. Oh, right, I'm near the front. Oh dear. Istra. Rubble pelts down on you as a huge demon bursts through the street you're standing on. It stands almost 18 feet tall with four arms, two of which it holds tightly to its chest, and two that end in massive pincers. It lifts its horn head to the sky and shrieks before moving to tear down the fleeing masses, swinging its claws through crowds of people and laughing. As she draws her uh, heavy shield and her scimitar and says, You're going to wish you never did that. You can't just come in here. We were having a nice time. You can't just kill everyone. In Gorham's name, I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> Scrutiny, you look to the sky and see the Baylor cut deep into Terendalev's body swooping down to strike the dragon and arresting her charge. Both exchange powerful blows, but it is clear that Coram's aid is more than a match for Canembris' defender. The titanic duo begins spiraling downwards towards the crowd. I shout to the crowd, Everyone, run as far as you can! The sight of the dragon smashing into the facade of the Cathedral of St. Clitwell is one you'll never ever forget. Before you have a chance to react, the ground begins to tremble even more violently as a titanic demon with a bear-like head and powerful insectoid limbs erupts at the far end of the plaza, reducing several root buildings to ruins as it smashes into this world. The rift it caused creates the plaza to fracture. Impossible to escape the collapse, you feel the ground open beneath your feet, angling away into darkness. Even as you begin to tumble down, the dragon, lying on the floor defeated, flaming whip around her neck, notices your plight. Though she has death standing over her, she stares at you with sorrowful eyes, and with her final act, she utters a few arcane words, and stretches out a bleeding talon towards you. You feel her magic take hold of you, slowing your plummet into the darkness as if you were feathers falling into a pit. The last thing you see is the Storm King standing over the ancient silver dragon, his sword lashing out and cleaving full from her neck before your visions fade to black and the Baylor's laugh echoing from your mind. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. Pause for golf clap. Good job. I Hell yeah. Into this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh... I feel like I'm going to die very violently at some point. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to Wrath of Righteous, everyone. <laughs> if you don't so, die at least once in the campaign and then get resurrected, then have you really <laughs> played? 
<laughs> Can I consider that maybe the only person who's going to be able to resurrect in our party? Mm, It'll be funny. Like that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Let me quickly check Paladin spellless. I don't think I get resurrection. It's fine. If Elden dies, I have a, a backup character who's much meaner. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh no! I like Elden. He's a, he's our precious boy. I've Barbarian no gunslinger. Nice. <laughs> I'm not okay. even mad. Like he fires him. He's just, just... throwing the guns. Yeah, at exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's a barbarian gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> Never said I knew how to use a gun, but I sure as hell know how to throw them. (laughs) Darkness surrounds you. As you slowly come to, your mind ringing and echoing. Dirt crumbling from the ceiling above you. Cold stone against your back. Elden, you awaken. (sighs) What on earth? Uh, Elden does a quick scan of the room just to see... Well, he, he tries to get up first, but he, he does a quick scan of the room to see what he can you see. You sort of get to your feet, dirt and rubble falling to the floor. It's pitch black, you can't see anything down here. And you hear other movement in the stone around you as <coughs> people start to awake. Elden uh, reaches into his backpack and pulls out a torch, lights it via whatever method we have, Istra, you see a bright light shining towards you. As you wake up, you clear the debris from your face and burst through this pile of rubble you'd fallen under. Well, that was uh, not how I expected today to go. Oh, you, hello again. Um, oh, are you alright? Are you injured? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, sorry about we're not gonna have the duel. It would have been really great, but oh, um. I I think there are other matters to attend to. Uh, yeah. Elden's gonna sort of wave the torch around, see if he can spot any other survivors in the rubble. As as you sort of your eyes adjust to the light, you see um, other stirrings throughout this rubble and debris. Unfortunately, though, as the light shines on, you see a wall of just collapsed stone ahead of you but it's filled with bodies, as well as it was bricks and mortar and rough earth. By the light of the sword. A large stone block has fallen, and you see someone moving, pinned underneath it. Okay. Uh, Elden's gonna move immediately to try and help. Yeah. While this is happening, scrutiny. Mm-hmm. You are fallen on your front. You just roll over. Oh, everything aches, but you're not that damaged from the fall at all. It looks like the dragon's magic must have protected you. You see a light glimmering further down to the cavern where you find yourself. As a familiar-looking dwarf, bits of rubble in his beard, just he pulls himself up on a large pile of rubble next to you. Oh, well, that was quite surprising, wasn't it? Ooh, where's my note? Well, I'll say... Hans, was it? Oh, yes, and uh, Scrutiny, was it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Where okay. in the abyss are we? Well, let's uh, just have a quick look around. I can see a light down there, but what else is around us? Um, you see another uh, more piles around you. Uh, please, someone help! I can't breathe, this is on top of me! There's a poor fool over there under a rock. Come on, Scrutiny, we must go and try and help the boy. Very well. Um, a detail that I did miss earlier but may come up now while we're in uh, underground is Hans has very bright orange eyes like vivid orange brilliant Brilliant. Mm. okay Um, we'll cut back to um, Elden and Istra you move out to this large stone block and a human woman is pinned under it under her leg she is uh, she's wearing um, sort of leather you know, rough, torn leather armor. She's covered in scrapes and bruises. She must have been protected from the dragon's magic like the rest of you were, but maybe not as much as you two were. Oh, oh, oh thank God. There's someone here down with me. Istra is immediately trying to push the rock off of her. Uh, 
Yeah. The two of you can work together and you just push the stone block <laughs> off her leg. Oh, oh that's better. Oh. Um, your leg's not looking fantastic. It's okay, I'll, I'll be fine. Just, I just need some help up. Uh, help not to up. worry. You help. Uh, ah! oh. She just collapses to the floor again. I think it's broken. Okay, well, yeah, we're not we're not doing that again. Um, you can um. I, can I do a check to see if it's broken? Make a heal check, please. Okay, let's see how this goes. Uh, that's a nineteen on the dice plus three. That's a twenty-two. Oh yeah, her leg is just completely broken. Even with healing magic, you'd be able to like get rid of the scarring and lower the pain, but this is beyond uh, low-level healing. Okay. Uh, Night-looking guy, do you do you have healing? Anything you can do? Uh, I'm not trained in magic, um, but I can help. If you just throw your arm over my shoulder, we'll, uh, we'll help you out of here. Okay. As we cut back to scrutiny and harms, sort of digging your way. Please, it's so dark. What? I'm so afraid. Don't worry, young man, we're coming, we're coming. Ah, as you sort of pull away, you find an elven figure who'd been completely, partially submerged in ruin and rubble. Please, it's so dark, I can't see. Uh, I, I don't have any lights on me, Adam. Neither do I. I'm, um... Uh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, we'll, um... Uh, if you, if you take my, um... Are you, can you get up? Are you all right? Yes, sir. I think I can get up. Yes. Okay. Then, if you if you take if you take my hand. Yes. Oh, that wounded me. Yes. Uh, I was here. Well, we seem to have made quite a distance. Never mind. We shall press onwards. Um, if you follow me, then we'll uh, find wherever we are. Yeah, it's ev- it's evident for your two with your dark vision. You can see he is extremely injured and wounded. Like, it's a miracle that he's still walking with you. Like, you have to support him, because he's just shaking. He's bloodied and swollen everywhere. Right. Where there was some light down there. Yeah, you do see a light source just coming down from this cavern around you. There is a way out of here, at least out of this area. We'll press onwards and hope for the best. Is that alright? Yes, I think I can do it. I just need some light. Well, there's some light down there, boy. We'll go get it now. No, I I don't see any light. What are you on about? Uh, Can I have a look at his eyes? You take a look at his face. His face is a horrific mass of burns and slashes. His eyes have been completely destroyed. There's nothing but empty, bleeding sockets where they used to be, but they've been, like, cauterized immediately by heat. Oh, I remember the Balor, he, this whip swung into the crowd. I was caught by it, but I think I'm fine. I was I was about to say, I think I remember Els having dark vision, so that's not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be okay, trust me. Now, things are going to be difficult, just trust me, okay? Make a diplomacy check, please. Okay, right, let's have a look. Okay, so... First roll of the game. I am so yeah. sorry, everyone. No. I have a minus one on my roll. Oh dear. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, was that your your total, or was that just my? <laughs> no, no. That's that's. I've got a minus one modifier, and I've done a Joe roll. So oh, no. that's yeah. Um, uh, for context, for everyone who's listening, um, a Joe roll, not good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine, so, get closer to Elden, he can solve it. <laughs> yeah. I've rolled a four with a minus one mod, so that's a three. Oh, no, follow me. Just take me to that whatever you see. I believe me, I have experience. Uh, very well. Uh, come on. Uh, we'll go on down, shall we? We must be in the city's catacombs being this far below. Or the Darklands. You start walking towards the light, you see, and from another... (coughs) Is this hell? Have I fallen into the abyss? 
No, no, you're not in the abyss. You're just in a catacombs below the city. H hang on. Help me. Help. I can't go on. Help me, please. Where are you? You find sort of a pile of rubble where this voice is emanating from. You start clearing it and you see a sort of a uh, a well-built, portly-looking man, unshaven face. Oh, oh, thank the gods. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I can't feel anything. So painful, please. Sir, you're gonna have to see if you can stand. Are you able to move? I don't think I could even move. Let's have a look at you, properly and see what what's wrong then. Can I have a... Make a yeah, make a heel check, please. Shifty roll. Oh, that's a 18 on the dice, so 21. Ooh, nice, 21. Oh. As you're looking over him, he's got a few like scrapes and bruises, but other than that, he's miraculously quite fine. Good at healing buddies. Yeah. He just looks like he's like taken as much damage as you have from this fall, not so much like the elf you found. S sir, could you not be a drama queen right now? We have plenty of injured uh, people. Get I the hell up. Injured and this is the bedside manner you give me? Oh. No, sir, the bedside manner you're about to get is me and the other two people that are going to help you are going to leave unless you get up right now. Oh. Make a diplomacy check, please, Hans. Oh, okay. Uh, thirteen. Oh, fine. 13. Assist me, I'm getting up. Alright. Hold out my hand. He takes it and sort of pulls himself up on you. As yeah. the four of you start walking towards the source of the light. Eldon and Istra, you're sort of carrying this woman and you see four figures moving in the darkness towards you. It's true, you might have to... Oh, sorry, actually, I don't know Istra's name yet. We never introduced. Um, you may have to draw a weapon. Who knows what's down here? You have a better view in the dark, Istra. You see these four sort of humanoid figures stumbling into view as you get into the torchlight. You see what? a tiefling, a dwarf, um, an elf, and a human man all walking towards you. Oh, hello. Uh, they look they look injured and not like a threat really um hello anyone can you hear us oh thank goodness other people survived hey all. are you I doing know. okay over there um mostly we've got a injured woman um looks like a did you say it was a broken leg uh a little bit a very broken leg yes um um, but I, I think we, we are fine. Other than that, a couple of scrapes. Um, no, just this one, and oh, the, um, great! I armed There's a lot of bodies. So um, many dead. Maybe don't look in that direction, and she points in the direction. <laughs> Arms will immediately look that direction. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of dead bodies. Oh dear. Oh dear, dear, dear. dear. Well. I, I told you not to look. Um, okay, um... Just body. We need to get out of here. Like, now. Immediately. You can uh, see a um, source of light in that direction. Will you follow uh, us in there? That was Jones a source of light is their torch. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Eldon's gonna wave the torch a little around, see if he can see any obvious directions to head. Uh, you notice that this you're in this enormous cavern that extends for tens of feet beyond where the light shines. This is not going to be an easy way out. Um, this is where the elf pops up. No, we can't do this without a plan. We need to make a plan before moving forward. I'm the most experienced one here. We should sit down, everyone. Let's talk about this. Ugh, more than we just talk about it. We should just get out of here before it's too late. I would vote in favor of taking caution. I think we should uh, take account of our resources and the situation, and then move onwards. This uh, human man just balks at the idea that the longer we stay down here, we're just going to end up trapped forever. How does that work? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, it, it's more likely he's thinking of the people upstairs. When they arrived, that looked like an invading force. So we may be 
fine and dandy right now, but here, to give it time, they'll come down. All right, that's All not right. Um, that's not an I... improper evaluation. Mm. Either way, I don't think we're exactly going to be moving fast at this point. I mean... Probably not. With a woman who's got a broken leg... I'm sorry. Well, we couldn't see... You have no need to apologize. It's not like you broke it on purpose. Mm. There's always a pragmatic way to look things, I'm afraid. The likelihood of them coming down here anytime soon is pretty much nil population of the city is quite large and it will take them time to deal with the people who end up down here. We may have several days before they get that desperate to find us. And that's if they care to find anyone down here. Um, well, that's certainly a perspective. Hmm. Um, well, we couldn't see a way out from where, uh, from where we came from. Um, how are you two doing? How's this side Except for the aside from uh, the giant blockage. pile, nothing to see. Is it? Did it seem like a blocked cavern, or was it just a big old pile of rubble? It's a big old pile of rubble where you are. That's blocking this part of the cavern, but the cavern extends outwards from the opposite direction where you guys woke up. It just tends to be, it just goes out of your vision. Maybe worth trying to find a wall and simply following that until we find a way out. I agree. This is somehow connected to the city. There's a high chance that either it goes to some crypts, or even the ocean. If a way is better than here, I mean, is everyone okay to move? Like, I, I don't know how we're going to be able to do this with everyone the way they are. Hmm. It's that, or we abandon them, and I choose not to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about abandon them. Is there anything we can do for them? I might be able to construct a splint. Uh, I have some rope and some spare torches. Uh, yes, that might be a good idea. Alright, uh, Elden is going to get to work making uh, a very haphazard splint. Yeah, you can take um, a few minutes. You have training in battlefield medicine. You can just uh, rig up a skit. It's sort of just sort of bleeding and broken. The bone is pointing out, but Without magical healing, there's not really much you can do about that. Oh, that's a compound fracture. You're going to have a very awful time. Hopefully there may be a cleric once we get back to the surface. I have faith that the light of Iomidae will guide us to a better future. Ah, faithful of Iomidae. Well, beggars can't be choosers. All right. <laughs> oh, I don't think... Elden chooses to ignore that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think maybe we should just carry on. Let's let's try this. I think she's not going to be able to make it. We might just be faster going without her. Who said that? I, Elder oh, yeah, was very know. serious at that. And was like, oh yeah. You don't leave I, anyone behind. I think you should shut your mouth. Since you're not injured, why don't you go first? Does that sound nice? I didn't think so. Go at the back. You help her. No, no. I I shall. The elf sort of, there might be some tactical benefit to this. You four, you seem less injured. The three of us could stand back for a bit. You four should scout ahead, make sure there's no dangers. Very well, but what if I'm you were meeting to defend yourselves? Well, one of you should stay behind as a bodyguard. I have some magics, but not many. I'll stay behind to defend. I have a little battle experience. I'm certain I could protect them if needs be. Very well, we are splitting our party. <laughs> <laughs> We've already broken the cardinal rule. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you must gather your party before venturing forth. <laughs> well, if you're sure, and I'm going to go up to Elden, who I still don't know the name of, and basically just go... Keep, uh, not even in a like hushed whisper. It's in a like very stage whisper. Keep an eye on that rotund human man. I don't trust him. Elden will nod. <laughs> Me either. That was said loud enough that the human man could also yeah, probably he just hear sort of it. Looks at you in disgust and just looks away. Well, if should we? Onwards we know? go. Onto new horizons and all that. 
Very well. Can we um, actually see a wall? Um, you do see a wall to the right and left of you, just going forward. You don't see a wall, so that's the only real direction you can travel in. Ah, we have a, an assigned direction. Does it mm. slope at all, or is it flat? Oh, it's pretty flat, this cavern. I say we follow the right wall. Actually, sorry, there's something I want to ask. Is it a natural cavern, or is it a um, a constructed one? Is it an architectural... It does look like a natural cavern, the way it is formed. Okay, lovely. Oh, dear. Well, mm-hmm. dear, you're quite right. Possibly going along the right pool would be better, but the left is the same. Are you capable of seeing in the dark? Um, uh, well, I, I can't... As a human, I can't really see very well in the dark. No, I have a spare torch if you need one. I, well, you are just right here. I, I have a couple of spares. Uh, yeah, she'll here. take a torch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, now I, now I can see very well. That, that has helped me a lot, and I can see very well now. Thank you. May I make a sense motive check on this? <laughs> yes, of course you can. <laughs> see, very weird. Yeah. I'm gonna make a bluff check. Let me let me also do a sense motive because that was. Why really, are you making a bluff check? Really You're telling the truth. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely telling the truth. I don't know what oh, you guys wow. are talking about. There are Freudian shit there. I got a seven. <laughs> I don't think you get another Joe roll, so that's a three plus six nine. Okay, Joe's the only one who understands. Yes, I am. I am definitely lying about that. <laughs> you see, for a brief moment, a cocked eyebrow, but that is all. Anyway, because. This is the thing with most caverns, they tend to expand out bigger and bigger. The middle path, neither wall, take us right through its center. And any vision that we could spot then would allow us to go in directions. But on one side, we miss what's on the other. He makes yeah. a good point. What was your field of study, dwarf? Field of study? Oh, uh, everything. Can... Is this the time? No, we... Seems yeah. we'll have a bit of a walk ahead of us. Might as well. Oh, by the way, I'm Scrutiny. Uh, okay. I am Istra. Nice to meet you. I am her. Uh, have they left, or are they still stood right next to us? I assume we'd yeah, start yeah. walking, because if not, she already oh, has. Just yell back. I'm her. Who's Hans? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how long we can go before anyone finds out Ellen's and everyone else's name. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the deep, the tiefling, the dwarf, and the definite human continue walking forwards. <laughs> so, Istra, what brought you here the, uh, city? I mean, I heard there was, like, a festival going on, mostly because I heard, like, there was a crusade, possibly? And, Those I don't know, I'd happen here. I would just love to kill some demons. Mm. Why? What What about you two? You guys aren't here to kill demons? <laughs> no. No. I'm here for study and research. And I am a local. Ah. Yes, I don't get much choice to live on the edge of the abyss. Wonderful as it is. Yeah, it certainly seems pretty wonderful right now. Uh... Anyway, I'm not studying? You're here for studying? It's a thing where you open books and you read the words inside them. I... I of course I, I... I definitely knew what studying was, but like... Why? You know, too many people have wrapped because their lives boring. up wise. Just... Because you're just sitting there and reading. Don't you want to, you know, get out and do something? I do. Out, I visit library. I talk to I walk through caverns in the dark after a massive demonic infiltration of the city, killing its greatest guardian. Pardon? Well, that's what just happened, isn't it? Um, yes, I suppose. Sorry, I misheard there. Yeah, where did that dragon come from? Was there just a dragon in this city? Y- yes. Yes. yes well, it's not happens. included anymore. 
<laughs> there was a dragon in the city. And now, deep in the darkest parts First of the episode, city, they throw the, uh, the drop set down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, it's still technically in the city. Its corpse is here. As they're heading down the cavern, Elden, you're looking over the three survivors you found, and you notice something's glinting in the rubble in the torchlight here and there, just four glimmers that catch your eye. Uh, I'm going to take a closer look. The closer you get, you see the glimmer is metallic in hue, very silvery. As you get closer, you can dig one out, and it appears to be a large scale. Oh. Um. And as you take the uh, scale in your hand, you get a feeling. You feel the dragon's pain and torment and sadness, but you also get another feeling alongside that of the power of the scale flowing through you, enhancing your blade against evil, and as your sort of mind comes back to reality, you understand the power of the scale. Hot damn. <laughs> you notice that, um, other than this one, there are three more glimmering in the rubble. But, uh, to our free intrepid explorers... <laughs> I will I will collect them carefully, but with cloth this time, so as not to steal their power, I guess. <laughs> as you walk forward, you see a horrific shape looming on the edge of your vision. The size of a horse. A bloated black spider. Hello. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be moving. Um. What? Oh, must be I experiencing think... some sort of paralysis. You guys or, should stand or... back. Uh, it's not moving. She gets the shield out. I'll go stab it. <laughs> Very tactful. Go up. Go ahead. As you get closer, Istra is sort of edging forward. It's still not moving, and you notice it hits your nostrils the smell of. Death and decay. Make a perception check, please, Istra. Yep. Uh. Oh, that is a four and one on the dice. <laughs> okay then. Uh, yeah, you get the sense that the spider has been long dead. It just reeks of rot and decay. Oh, guys, it's already dead. I don't really want to stab the dead spider. Do you guys still want me to stab it? What? I think it's quite alright. If it's already dead, then that's just excessive. Unfortunately, what you don't see, Istra, is parts of this dead spider just pulsing and blue as two huge shapes burst out the size of a man. These immense sort of glistening white greasy maggots burst out of the corpse of the spider. Ooh. Uh, gross. Hey. Let's go to a battle map, shall we? <laughs> I think you need to stab those two. <laughs> you guys can't see that. In that case, good luck. <laughs> I will shout back. Oh, not as dead as I thought. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, as we're at it, would everyone like to roll initiative for me, please? Certainly. Mm -hmm. Let me just use my bonus. Uh, uh, oh, I do have a bonus. I am rolling terribly today. This the stream is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got my usual Steven initiative roll. <laughs> Looks like the maggots go first. Uh, <laughs> I like how much of you have been playing with me long enough to know what that means. Uh, I got an 18. An 18 for Elden. I got a 12. 12. I got a 9. You got a 9. Uh, and I got a 13. 13. So you're going next. Istra? Uh, sorry, which one have you got the 12 and the 9? I got a nine. Oh, of course. Last place in the turn order, where I belong. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the maggots, then. So, first up is uh, Elden, actually. 
but you don't really know because this is out of this is out of the distance of the firelight, so you don't really know what's going on. So we'll just skip you then. Okay, I was going to say there's not. It, uh, I have not heard anything. I'm not going to do anything. Next up, this maggot just starts undulating and pulsing and just squelching across the floor towards you, Istra. As it sort of rises up, it starts pulsing and it disgorges its stomach's contents all over you. Oh. Those are all words I don't like. Gross! I need you to make a fortitude saving throw, please, Istra, as you're covered with the ichor and filth. This thing has been feasting on this dead spider. Oh, that is a seven. A seven? <laughs> you're just sick and you're like, oh god! Oh, that's quite disgusting. Mm. So, so what does second do? Uh, the second condition gives you minus two to all attack rolls and weapon damage rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks for uh, for one minute. Oh, fun! It's just a minus two on everything. It's not AC, so that's something. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and the next bag, it's going to wriggle and undulate up to you across the cabin floor. This again to bite you, Istra. My nice new Wrath of the Righteous device. That is a natural one! <gasps> Sucks to be that maggot. Uh, with our rules, we're going to confirm this if it gets a critical fumble. That is a 7 to hit you, Istra. That is not going to hit. So, uh, I've got these fun things called the critical hit and fumble decks. And if you uh, fumble and you confirm the fumble, you have to draw a critical fumble card, and I'll draw one for this maggot. Melee. Dun -dun -dun. Critical mistake. The attack hits you and is a critical threat. You must roll to confirm the critical hit. <laughs> it, it might just crit itself to death. <laughs> roll against the maggot. Uh, that's a seven, so that doesn't crit against the maggot, but the maggot just somehow slips in this echo the other one made and bites itself. <laughs> Dealing. Oh, maximum six points of damage. Sucks to be you, a creature that doesn't have eyes. <laughs> okay, next up, Istra. Oh, gross. Ugh. And she's gonna try to uh, cut the other one in half. Actually, no, she'll cut the yeah, she'll cut the one that puked on her in half because that's gross. That is pretty <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you like to make your attack roll, please, Istra? Yes. Uh, off. Uh oh. Dice, that was a natural one on the dice. That was another natural one. Ooh, oh, oh this no! Taking a great start so far. This is just how it starts. Melee. Second thoughts. You are sickened for one d six rounds. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Just, oh, no, I don't want to touch this thing. It's all gross. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I've been puked on twice. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a five-foot step backwards, just out of the sick pile, and oh god, back towards the people that I was with. <laughs> okay, Hans, you see this sort of strange sight of maggots throwing up your companion, just oh, oh. Oh, dear, oh dear, they seem to have got it all over you. Well, <laughs> carry on stabbing them, I suppose. I take five foot step. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just step back away from them. Yeah, she's disgusting. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take some notes from over here. I'm watching you at every possible step. Full time as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Right. I'm a Dane, we could do with your help here. And, um. What? <laughs> <laughs> I draw my crossbow and I suppose try and fire. There's the yeah, one that so... threw up over Istra and the one that threw up over. Uh, the one that bit itself. Which one would you like to shoot? I'd shoot the one that bit itself, so. That's a. 19? A 19 will hit. And... As you aim your uh, crossbow and shoot true. And that's a 4 on the damage? 
you shoot right through its flesh where it exposed from the bite, killing the maggot in one hit. <laughs> First kill! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, the maggot did most of the legwork there. Um... <laughs> hey, hey, it's not, it's not, who did, it's not the damage you deal, it's who deals the last blow. True enough, true enough. Eldon, you hear a call for help deeper into the caverns. Ladies and gentlemen, please stay very, uh, very careful and safe. I will be back with you in a moment. Um, as I start to head towards them, how far are they away? Uh, oh, that's a very good question. I'd say they're about 60 feet away from you, so if you do nothing but run this time, you can get up feet. them. Yeah, I should be able to... Well, I'm in medium. I can, I can run 80. <laughs> <laughs> I just run longsword in one hand, torch in the other, right up to where um, Scrutiny is. Not that I know that name. Oh, <laughs> gross! Big maggot! Yeah. Yep. Oh, um, be careful, they puke! While I'm here, take this scale I pulled from the wall. I will do that on my turn. No, it's a free action to pass things, if I remember correctly. Oh. I can just do that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that on your turn now, scrutiny. Um, the baguette just sort of pulsates and undulates towards you, uh, scrutiny. And once again... Oh no, no, the other one that threw up, this one can't throw up again, actually. That's my bad. This one's Yay. still bites you, scrutiny. Oh. Attempt with two. That's a two to hit. Two. Um, let me check. <laughs> let me check. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this two. Uh, well, I'm gonna try to shake some of it off me. Just <laughs> as a- as a free action, because that is disgusting. Uh, and I'm going to, with the shield in my one hand, Use the shield to attack to try and smush it under it. I just, just like, ugh, kind of thing, you know? Just crush it. Make an attack roll, please. Uh, will do. Okay. Both of the dice I used rolled a one last time, so we'll find out. <laughs> okay, that's better. Um, that's an 11 to hit. An 11 will hit its fleshy, flabby skin. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, a gross creature. And that is six points of squishing damage. <laughs> <laughs> As you squish into the thing, you just belt it away. It just lets out a horrific <laughs> sound as you smash into it. Oh. Real. Delightful. I am both glad and horrified that you called me over here. Ah. <laughs> yes? It's your turn. Oh. How is it looking? Are you still fighting it? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Any of you injured? No! Scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think I figured out his alignment. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Neutral selfish. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a five foot step back and load my crossbow again, just waiting for the next opportunity. Okay. Uh, Elden. Alright, Elden is going to attempt to carve it in twain. With his mighty longsword, as Iomade uh, would want. Uh, that's an 11 on the dice, so that's a 15 to hit. A 15 will hit. Aha! Fantastic! And a, let's roll this d8. Well, yeah. Uh, that's a 7 plus 2 for 9 points of damage. Oh. <laughs> Iomade's blessing in your heart. You swing the sword down, slicing the maggot in two. <sighs> oh, what a disgusting... Well done, my friend. Its corpse leaks foul ichor all around you. Oh, that's gross. Oh, not more of it. Oh, uh, Elden's gonna flick the maggot viscera off his longsword. <laughs> Glad that you called for my assistance. Those were some truly horrendous creatures. Now I shall go back to the wounded. 
Um, uh, uh, one thing, um, what what precisely is this that you've handed me? I found them in the wall. I think uh, Canembrus's last offender thought to give us one last blessing, her scales. So if you unwrap this cloth uh, scrutiny and you hold the silver scale in your hand, you feel its power coursing through your mind. You get the feeling of the power to change your appearance as you hold this scale. And those who are evil find it harder to detect your true appearance. Unless your mind sort of comes to again, you understand the power of the scale. Oh. Here are two others. Probably give one to Hans and Istra. You might need them. Okay. Just sort of pass the two other scales, and then uh, Elden is going to head back to uh, the injured and the one uninjured. <laughs> Fascinating. Let's have a look, then. So you unwrap the scale and hold it in front of you. You feel its power just connect through your mind. You sense the, the spirit of the dragon passing through you. As you feel the power of the scale to rise on a cloud far above the ground. And yours, uh, Istra, you sense the power to make yourself resistant to anything electrical or the cold against you. Mm. So uh, these are some nice magic items for you. Um, yeah. So the first one is the one Hans is holding, is the power of cloud walking. Uh, once uh, Three times a day, you can cast Levitate as a spell-like ability. And um, when you do, you levitate on a cloud uh, that appears underneath you that acts as obscuring mist. Uh, mm. Your scrutiny is disguise. Three times per day, as a standard action, you can cast Alter Self. And while you're under the effects of Alter Self, evil creatures take them. Uh, uh, you have a plus four against on bluff checks against evil creatures. Um, Istra, yours is the scale of resistance mm. that uh, allows you three times per day to cast resist energy uh, on yourself, but only against electricity and cold. Ah, okay. And uh, Elden, yours is sacred weaponry. Three times per day is a standard action. You can cast a line weapon, but only to make your weapon lawful or good. Oh no, the two things that he could do are... <laughs> oh no, that's so unuseful in this campaign where we're definitely fighting lots of evil creatures. <laughs> Yes, but this is Terendeleb's last boon to you all. Okay. Well, Istra is going to be very useful considering how she definitely doesn't possess um, cold resistance or fire resistance. I I cannot confirm nor deny that I possess some kind of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> As you head back to the uh, group of survivors, uh, the elf taking charge, um, what did you find? Found some maggots, um, in a spider. Big ones. Oh dear. Hmm. The vermin of these caverns are mighty pests. Hmm. Do you think it's safe to move onwards? Um, well, I think it might be safe for us to move slowly as a group more than split up. Make a diplomacy check. Sure. Uh, let me just make that roll. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, that is a 12 on the dice, uh, 20. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell! You seem to know what you're talking about, I, I agree. It's, I'm going to need eyes to act, but I can help you with my magics. Uh, okay. Nebia, so, uh, the woman next to you. Um, yes, I, I can, if he helps me walk, I can be his eyes for now. I'm sorry, I'm so rude. I don't think we got an introduction. My name is Anevia Tirabade. Ah, I am Elden Aegis of the Church of Iomidae. Nice to meet you. Ah, my name is Aravashniel. I am uh, of a scholar, wizard, um, not that it matters now. It's quite all right. I'm sure that your scholarly uh, wiles will serve you well. And you, uh, Elden, turns to <laughs> the one who has not introduced <laughs> uh, Yes, my name is Horus Gwem. Uh, you may know me. I am somewhat of a merchant uh, noble in the area. Can't say we've ever met. <laughs> uh, talking out of turn earlier, but 
you and your companions seem capable. If you can get me out of here, I'll reward you a thousand gold pieces. Okay. Uh, well, we were hoping to get everyone out anyway, but contribution is, is greatly appreciated. Call it incentive. Right. Right, well, perhaps we should get a move on then. Don't want them to leave us too too far behind. As Eldon starts to yeah, push everyone towards where the others were. As you and your injured new companions head off into the darkness, we'll end the session there. Not bad. Fun. So what do you guys think of your first taste of Wrath of the Righteous? Uh, I'm, I'm quite enjoying this. I'm looking it's intense to it. in a kind of awesome way. Stephen here was just checking out our awesome new theme music. If you like it, consider checking out Social Introvert on SoundCloud. It's linked in the show notes below. He's got some great stuff on there. Check him out. You won't regret it. And if you want the awesome music and atmospheric sounds we used in this game, head over to www.sirenscape.com. They have the best music out there for running all your games. Go ahead, check them out. If you want to follow us on social media, they'll all be linked in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we all enjoyed making it. We'll be back with you next week with a brand new episode, and I hope you'll join us then. This is Stephen signing out, saying stay safe and have a great day.